Hello, welcome to Question Block, Secret Loft's educational historical podcast. And you were dressed as a dinosaur. Yeah. Like one of the, the more modern dinosaurs, now that they know that they're really colorful. Yeah, and I have feathers too. So you're not just a scaly green lizard-looking yeah. thing. You're a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Ravosaurus Rex. You're looking like a <laughs> tropical bird. Oh, yeah, and, and I sound like a, a, a goose, right? That's what, That's what geese sound like. I think that's what di- they said the dinosaurs, they, they... Oh, they honked at each other? Yeah, they just sound like birds and, yeah. Dinosaurs are basically <laughs> birds. At the end, okay, that was great. That was so fun. Yeah, big spoiler alert is that dinosaurs still roam the earth today, although they're not dominant because dinosaurs just became birds. Yeah, so if you have a dinosaur chicken nugget... Yeah. That's wild. You're, you're really... You're, you're blowing some minds. You're, you're eating a dinosaur-shaped thing made out of dinosaur. An, an extinct, I was going to say existential, but an extinct, extinct okay. crisis. An extinct animal. Right. If birds are modern dinosaurs, then you may be thinking that like dinosaurs and crocodiles are related, but they're not. What? Um, so, well, I mean, sort of in that they're the same like clade it's called the same like big group of creatures but uh no dinosaurs did not evolve from crocodiles they've always kind of they coexisted uh crocodiles just happened to make it through the extinction that killed off the dinosaurs um so what are we we're gonna go through like the history of of the dinosaurs and we're gonna talk about the cutest ones yeah and we're gonna talk about some myths and stuff that you can like be annoying to your friends with that's what they're archosaurs by the way, that's what like crocodiles and dinosaurs and birds are all part of this family, I think. They're anyway, archaeologists. The archosaurs. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so primarily we're going to talk about the Mesozoic era. Um, so there have been, since the, the evolution of complex life, if you think life is complex now, um, yeah, a half billion years ago. So about 500 million-ish years ago was the Cambrian Explosion. And prior to that, it was just a bunch of like algae mats and single cell organisms floating around. What exploded? So life. It's called the Cambrian explosion just because like suddenly over just millions of years, a very short geologic time scale, you had this yeah explosion of different life forms and species. Prior to that, the 4.5 billion years previous, everything was very boring. Um, So... This is starting before the dinosaurs, but it's setting the scene. So basically, starting a half billion years ago, uh, you get all these cool species, animals that develop eyes, that learn to like, you know, that walk, that swim, that do all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, what we today consider to be animals, right? Like, pet, basically pets. You didn't have anything that would be cool enough to be a pet until 500 million years ago. Okay. So um, then there are, there's three... Uh, geologic ages since then, right? So we're in the third latest one, and we're going to talk about the middle one, which is the Mesozoic era. So it's 250 million years ago to 66 million years ago. And that is known as like the age of the dinosaurs, also the age of the coniferous. 
because coniferous like trees and forests were kind of the dominant. We will along the way talk about other animals were doing cool stuff while the dinosaurs were ruling the earth, but dinosaurs were the dominant ones and they're the coolest. So we'll mostly talk about dinosaurs. So, uh, yeah, the way, I guess the Mesozoic era, it starts 250 million years ago. Uh, basically all of Siberia erupted in a giant freaking volcano. A giant freaking volcano. Yeah. So that's called the, the end Permian extinction. So the era before the Mesozoic started was the Permian. Um, and so the, it's like half of all species died out during the Permian extinction because just absolutely massive volcanoes kept going off for 2 million years. Uh, and so the oceans became really acidic and it was very hard to breathe and everything really sucked. Uh, so a bunch of stuff died. And then it took uh, like 10 or 20 million years for like life to like basically like get over, get past that. Um, but it left a big opening with all these sort of uh, crocodile-like or like pretty large mammals also. And then also dinosaurs evolving alongside them. But the dinosaurs weren't dominant yet. So this is the Triassic period um, is the beginning of the Mesozoic. And then this time there's one continent and two oceans. Yeah. So this is the time of Pangea. That's so cool. You could just like visit your friends like wherever you could just like walk wherever you wanted. Yeah. The earth was also a lot warmer then. So there were also a lot of inland seas. So there like sea levels were just higher. There was less land, more, more sea. And a lot of like, there were a lot of lakes basically, or just like, I don't know, lots of seas. So everyone lived in New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically that. There um, were a lot of mollusks, so you would not have liked it because you would have been allergic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could not. A lot have of eaten seafood around that time. And there, yeah. were, there were a lot of just kind of, yeah, slow moving reptiles. So if you time traveled back to that era, you'd probably be fine as long as you like look before you cross the forest or whatever because there were ambush predators. But for the most part, reptiles can't run long distances, so you'd you'd be able to hunt them pretty easily. Wait, were there trees at this time? But there weren't like, were there ferns and trees? And there stuff? weren't. There weren't flowers. Like right. flowering plants didn't evolve I, yeah, yet. Yeah, correct. Come in Those the are Jurassic. like way, way, way later. But were there like trees and stuff? Yeah. Okay. There so there trees. were. So yeah. And lots of conifers. And there were all the dinosaurs looked like anoles. So what makes a dinosaur different from like a crocodile or a reptile? They. So the only thing, there's only one, because the scientists are like hella confused right now because, yeah, they, they keep find, they keep like reclassifying the dinosaurs. So the only thing that scientists can all agree on upon that um, dinosaurs all have in common that makes them unique is they all have a complete hole in their hip socket. That's it. That's it. That is it. Yeah. Um, And and some of the stuff that we'll talk about is like, you know, and this might not even be a dinosaur. It's like a lot of that happening, especially now, because it's mostly because of computer programs. Yeah, because they can use, I guess, like neural networks to classify stuff. Yep. And then this just also is they, they keep completing the fossil record. So they'll find that what they thought was a unique species was just like a juvenile of some other species. Or an example is that, like, uh, Trodon. What? Tro- it's like tro- Trodon, T-R-O-O-D-O-N, is, like, uh, a widely regarded, like, very small small dinosaur with, like, serrated teeth. Uh, and it, yeah, its classification has changed, like, dozens of times over the last century. 
Oh, you're going to talk about the Bone Wars? Oh, I was, I was going to say because of the Bone Wars, mm-hmm. a lot of, that's, that's why the fossil record keeps having to be updated because that there were like these, there are these two guys named Edward and Othaniel and they uh, faked a lot of dinosaur findings. So nice. they messed up the fossil record like super, super bad. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, okay. So Triassic, right? We're going through. Triassic period. So there's like little anole dinosaurs. Yeah. So the the first true dinosaurs arose sometime between 240, 230 million years ago. There are other animals that are called dinosauromorphs, which are sort of the cousins of dinosaurs that are not actual dinosaurs, which again, fossils, it's hard to, hard to read a fossil record, I guess. And there's, there's the Hariosaurus and the Oraptor are like the, the late Triassic they're kind of just like a basic diet. They're like a crocodile. They to me they look like a crocodile. Mi- it looks like a crocodile mixed with it's like all of the dinosaurs. Crocodile like a, a an inkling of like a longer neck but like not really and then the like a T-Rex-ish body and like rhinoceros claws. And and it's walking in the it, it walked in the water cuz I guess the water was like everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so, they, they, so they were. Yeah, and the Earth was like a sauna at that point. So it was very warm. There was more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and there were no ice caps. So big forests extended like all the way to the North and South Poles. Oh, wow. And there was just one large landmass, Pangaea. Um, so that's like, yeah, the Triassic isn't a super interesting period for dinosaurs because they really took center stage in the Jurassic which is the next period. So we're talking Jurassic. So what what made us go to the Jurassic? Yeah, so Triassic lasts 250 million to 200 million years ago, and then Pangaea split. Uh, what? So it was plate tectonics, right? Pangaea split into, what, Laurasia? Uh, was one of them, and I forget the other one. Hyasia. In South America. But basically <laughs> the Atlantic formed. Um, and as you can imagine, when your giant landmass of Pangaea splits, there's... Lots of volcanic eruptions and more like, I guess, catastrophic climate change. Uh, and so pretty much killed off all the the dinosauromorphs, the like reptiles that were sort of like dinosaurs didn't survive, but the dinosaurs did. And so the dinosaurs then took over the ecological niche of all the other like large animals. That's why Jurassic, Jurassic Park, good name for the park. They just include some Cretaceous era dinosaurs. Yeah, isn't there some statistic that's like we're closer to we're closer to we're like, closer to Tyrannosaurus Rex and Tyrannosaurus Rex is to Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. So yeah, that's a pretty big mistake. Yeah, and like Ellie Sattler or whatever, she's like, you have you have plants that are like toxic, like that are poisonous to them. Oh, and that's Grant's right. Like half of these dinosaurs didn't live during the Jurassic. Okay. All yeah, right. and I think Hammond is like, it's marketing. We spared no expense. Oh, taken care of. All right, so people can stop being upset about this. <laughs> yeah, I think the movie acknowledges it, that, like, that's sort of part of the point of it, oh. is that it's, like, made by a guy who's into marketing. The land masses are L- Laurasia and Gondwana. So the, this period had the first amphibians, the ancestors of frogs and salamanders, and it also had, like, s- some cool swordfish-looking, like the ichthyosaurus, which means fish lizard, because saurus, saurus means lizard, so and ichthy is like the study of fish. Yeah, dinosaur being just a total misnomer anyway, right? Because it's Latin for for thunder lizard. Ter- terrible lizard. A oh, terrible lizard. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, you've got a picture here of like what the trees look like. There are a lot of ferns. The Jurassic is like all about the ferns, and there's a <laughs> and monkey. There's a monkey puzzle tree. Yeah. So what? Uh, tell us some of the species that that like kind of evolved during the Jurassic. So the sauropods, which are like the long neck ones. Yeah, the long boys. The long boys. <laughs> so, so the dinosaurs. It's. I mean, yeah. There's there's nothing comparable today. But imagine if you. Anywhere you went on Earth, like, dinosaurs were, like, the dominant species in, like, every ecological niche, which is pretty wild. Yeah, so there's the, the long neck boys that ate plants, theropods, which are, they're, like, the meat-eating, but they're, like, small meat-eaters. And then also Archaeopteryx, which is, um, you know, the, it's a really great, like, outdoor clothing company. Mm-hmm. They had their origins in this period as well. Archaeopteryx is also the the most famous fossil. Really? Yeah. We can talk about it. Um, well, we should, because like, it's, in, it's in this period of time, of dinosaur time. Let me pull my, my little reference. Um, you've probably seen the picture of this. That The logo of that company is like uh, a reproduction of this, like, this famous yeah. fossil. It's basically like it looks like a bird skeleton doing like a dab. So uh, the first Archaeopteryx discovered, found in 1861, is is the most famous fossil ever, probably. And it came at the exact right time, providing dramatic evidence for the theory of evolution. Because you look at it, and it clearly looks like sort of a lizard with wings. Um, so this blew everyone's mind. And so, right, this is, in 1861, it's like the origin of species has just been published uh, in, like, the theory of evolution is like an ongoing debate at the time. Um, and this is like a very striking uh, animal that's like, looks like a kind of in-between creature, sort of a a bird, snake, fish, lizard thing. So in this period too, the dinosaur, like the sauropods got, they got really big. They got really, really big. Like, right? That was Jurassic. Yeah. It's, that's when like the big, the biggest of the big boys lived. Dinosaurs have really unique and like pretty cool, I guess, physiology. So they're, right, we said that they evolved into birds and they actually have a lot of the characteristics of birds. So uh, dinosaurs have, um, they have like basically semi-hollow bones and they have air sacs within their bones. So they, they also have the same lungs that birds do. So unlike us, where we just breathe in and breathe out, uh, their lungs basically are able to pull oxygen out of the air both when they inhale and exhale. So they have like more efficient lungs than we do. Uh, and so the, the theory is that like much like birds, right? Like birds have a super high metabolism, which lets them do really high energy things like fly. Um, the dinosaurs were kind of developed the same way. They could like grow very quickly and get very large. Um, and then while they were like really huge, uh, I guess they weren't necessarily like super heavy because they had like semi-hollow bones. Brontosauruses and stuff, they, or the Brachiosaurus, they weren't that heavy? Weren't they like tons and tons no, I th- of... No, I think relative to like how, sorry, they weren't like super dense, I guess, right? Okay. Relative they to were like, lean. <laughs> relative to how big they are, um, they weren't necessarily as heavy as you would think. So they had a lot of muscle and they were able to support their massive weight. Also, like, if you look at how a Brachiosaurus is built, it looks like, you know, its legs are just these big pillars. It is neat that they, they're pretty sure, like, right, the Brachiosaurus, like, they didn't have giant babies, even though they were that big. And same with, like, T-Rex and these other, like, you know, 
dinosaurs that like grew to the size of a school bus, their babies were still like guinea pig sized. They were like tiny. I'm looking at like how big they were. There's like a little like chart of, of how big the different dinosaurs were yeah. in comparison to a human. And the Brachiosaurus is 100 well, th- this one is an Odiplodocus. It's an Arge- Argentinosaurus. It's right. like the the really big one, and uh, it it could get up to 110 feet. Uh, like the paleont, I guess, yeah, paleontologists aren't totally sure about it. It seems like there are very few mid-sized dinosaurs. So the dinosaurs like there's a a real like gap in the fossils that they find. So they're either like uh, very small, like the compies. Um, where they're like cat size or chicken size or whatever, or they're like, you know, T-Rex size or bigger or like stegosaurus sized. And they're not sure why there aren't more, whereas like mammals that are found in the fossil record have like a whole nice diverse range of sizes. Um, and they're not really sure why. I guess the theory is that like the juvenile dinosaurs maybe like filled in the role of like mid-sized dinosaurs. There's also stegosaurus, right? The stegosaurus, is, which we can talk about. They, they're, uh, the name of their tail is actually named after a far side comic. Is it stegosaurus or the ankylosaurus? But uh, sp- a spiky tail basically a spiky tail. is called a, a thagomizer because there's a far side comic where there's like some cavemen giving a presentation. <laughs> and they're like, this is what I call the thagomizer. And scientists are nerds. So they, they were like, you know what? That's a really great name. Yeah, they love that joke. But a, a lot of scientists don't know what the the spikes do for certain. There's certain like species of dinosaur where they're not really sure what the spikes did. The, the spiky tail was definitely for like defense, but there are some plates that seem like softer, and a lot of the scientists think that now that those were used to sort of attract mates. Oh, so it was for showing off. Yeah. Well, that's what they think. They also scientists aren't sure. How dinosaurs had sex? They have they have guesses. They're not really sure what I'm they're like. They haven't found a fossil of like two dinosaurs butthole? going, oh. going <laughs> at it. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they're trying to figure out like was it more like birds or more like snakes or like lizards, basically. Well, there's um. there's mammals. Mammals are in play with the dinosaurs in the late jurassic period like mammals have fully realized themselves and they are out they are out to play like a lot of shrews and like um yeah just like shrew like creatures are hanging out oh there's tiny mammals running around in the shadows of the dinosaurs yes i think the first we didn't say this about archaeopteryx the first uh drawings of it had it with like leathery bat-like wings but now they think that it had feathers they think it just looked like a bird (laughs) It actually doesn't make it as exciting nice. to me, you know, because before before they were like, oh, it's like a little dragon. <laughs> to name some dinosaurs, right? There's like the meat-eating theropods, like Dilophosaurus, which has the double mohawk crest. Oh, yeah. So th- that thing was 20 feet long. Whoa. Yeah, so much larger than any of the like Triassic carnivores. Uh, there were plant-eating Ornithischians. Ornithischians, which means bird. Bird-like hips? Yes. So the hips? Yeah. Well, okay, so we're going to talk about, I guess at the end, this is the carrot that we can dangle because the dinosaur family tree has been, like, reworked. Massively. Matt, like, it's it's crazy. But right now, we'll just continue. We'll just continue on with this. But the main categorization was, like, do they have a backwards pelvis or, like, a upright pelvis so are they bird like or 
lizard like the ornithischians and the so the theropods got moved over to the ornithischian side of the tree before they were yeah we'll talk about that at the end because it'll it'll make things okay confusing if we do it now the um yeah so anyway plant eating ornithischians were that some of them were covered in armor so scutellosaurus 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 yeah so they, they, those were like the forerunners, and they gave rise to the familiar ankylosaurs and the backplated stegosaurs. And then there were small, fast-moving, um, and they think they were om- omnivores, these little small ornithischians like the heterodontosaurus and the lesothosaurus. And they would eventually produce like the horned and duck-billed dinosaurs. So then, uh, yeah, so you get into the late Jurassic, and then there was no uh, giant natural disaster that marked the end of the Jurassic and the start of the Cretaceous. It's just sort of like a bookkeeping thing that they're, they're like two different eras. So the Cretaceous is starts 140 million years ago uh, and runs until 66 million years ago. And T-Rex doesn't show up until right at the end. Um, T-Rex was one of the like, yeah, last, last dinosaurs to, to evolve, but became super dominant in just a couple of million years it was around. So in the Cretaceous period, Africa detaches from South America and there's a seaway in between North and South Atlantic oceans. Mm-hmm. So that opens up the trade. Dinosaurs can now start trading. <laughs> well, no, they couldn't because it wasn't one large landmass, right? So like right. Pangaea had fully split off. And so the dinosaurs actually then evolved sort of differently between like the the Eurasian dinosaurs and the dinosaurs in the Americas, but there I know there are both like t- there are T Rex fossils like there's tons of them in China, and there's also tons of them in Montana. Yeah. So what's what are like the key factors of this this time period? Oh, well, what happens in the Cretaceous? So you can just you can kind of track it among different how different lineages keep evolving. So like the sauropods stopping is dominant. They evolve into the Titanosaurs, but they fill like a smaller niche. They're not as diverse for whatever reason. And then uh, flying evolves and flowering plants evolve. By the way, as an aside, during the Cretaceous is also when um, like insects start developing like colony behavior. So it was the first like... Uh, Beyonce with f- her beehive. Yeah, the first beehives were are found in like termite nests and stuff. So like insect colonies evolve and so for certain like evolutionary biologists that's actually more interesting than the dinosaurs like evolving like fins or flippers or long neck is cool but evolving an entirely new method of social organization is can be even more exciting so now you've got like full forest going on you've got actual leaves yeah developing does this mean what's the weather like like do i need a jacket is it i think it's still pretty pretty hot it wasn't like as warm as the Jurassic, but the earth was still pretty warm. Why did flowers, like, because, oh, I know why. Wait, can I guess? What? I think I know why. Because if there was a big continent, the supercontinent, right, everything's next to each other, so you don't need to, like, travel to mate if you're, like, a plant. You can just, like, whatever. But now that everything's, like, far away and there's flying um, creatures that can, like, eat the seeds of your flower and spread it. Possibly. You had the sauropods who were eating like stuff that was growing in trees, though. I don't know. I don't know why flowers developed. Oh, maybe it's because the sauropods like started to die out. 
And so the, so the flowers had to the flowers had were to step like, hey, what's up, birds? Or they were like, yo, there's birds now, so they can take us. Mm. They want to see the world, the plants. Yeah, they're also, by the way, like in, in the beginning of the Cretaceous, there was no grass. Like grass hadn't evolved yet. That doesn't come until like the end of the Cretaceous period. So That's like so funny. What you think of it, yeah, when you think of like, oh, nature, it must have been these rolling grasslands or whatever. It's like, no, that wasn't was a it? plant. Lots Dirt. and lots of forests, I think. So yeah, when did birds develop? I mean, they've been like, they've been developing, but this is really when they... They they started to evolve from a common ornith ornithischian dinosaur. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are dinosaurs, but they started to like move away. And then flying dinosaurs developed. So it, right, yeah, they, well, like, they Archaeopteryx was in the stage before. But Archaeopteryx, I don't think fl flew necessarily. It was like a glider. Oh, it glided. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they they evolved from from gliders to full flying. And also pterosaurs, which are not dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, they're just called, they're pterosaurs. They're not, Yeah. they're not pterodactyls. <laughs> pterosaurs evolved and then pterodactyls, which are not dinosaurs. Pterodactyls, not a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yes. Let's see. What was going on in the oceans? So a lot of creatures that people think today are the Loch Ness Monster. They, the mosasaur is the largest of the Cretaceous um ocean animals i guess it to me it looks like a manatee with it's got giant teeth a manatee with like one of those ugly fish that mm. like lives deep in the ocean head that's that's what this creature looks like yeah yeah and then you got i guess still small mammals but you get some more modern mammals oh my gosh if i saw one of the it looks like a mouse that's like extra pointy basically <laughs> if i saw one of those like like in our house or something i would freak out Dinosaurs with feathers really start popping off at this time as well. Oh, I wanted one other point about the wings, though. Yes. Um, which is really funny, is that wings, from the fossil record, wings first evolved in dinosaurs that were too big to fly. There's a theory that they were originally developed for display purposes or for mating, right? And they, uh, yeah, they found some, like, really well-preserved dinosaur wings, and, uh, they were able to study them, and they, they saw what are basically like pigment cells. They're called melan melan melanocytes. Melanosomes. Oh, melanosomes. Melanosomes. So uh, they had tons of different melanosomes, mm. which correspond to like very bright pigments and lots of colors. So like, oh, they, this like dinosaur had like rainbow, cool rainbow wings. Um, but it's like, yeah, it would be in dinosaurs that were too like bulky and ungainly. Like they couldn't have flown. They clearly would like were running around on like two legs. It's almost like by quirk of evolution, the dinosaurs developed wings for display. And then some dinosaurs, I guess, figured out or like realized they could glide on them. And then that like led to flying dinosaurs. Evolution in, is crazy. The, in the fossil record, they also found these little like goose goosebumps in the fossils. And that's how they knew they, they were like attachments for the feathers to go. Mm -hmm. And they said that that some of the feathers would be attached like to their bones. Right, because that's that's why the bones would have like little bumps on it, which is different than a bird which has like feathers attached more to its skin. So can I? I'll read this this quick little passage from the rise and fall of the dinosaurs because it's pretty neat. So it says, "The more fossils we find, particularly in Liaoning, I guess, which is an area in China where yeah. there's like they're finding lots of these finding so like, many winged fossils." 
The more complex the story gets, the, er, the early development of flight appears to have been chaotic. There was no orderly progression, no long evolutionary march in which one subgroup of dinosaurs were, was refined into ever better aeronauts. Instead, evolution had produced a general type of dinosaur, small, feathered, winged, fast-growing, efficient breathing that had all of the attributes needed to start playing around in the air. Uh, there seems to have been a zone on the dinosaur family tree where this type of animal had free reign to experiment. Flight probably evolved many times in parallel as different species of these dinosaurs found themselves generating lift from their wings as they leapt from the ground, scurried up trees, or jumped between branches. Oh, so, that's so cute. Oh, yeah, there's like this this little guy. The Microraptor? Epidic, Epidicteryx. And okay. it, it just looks so crazy. It looks like a stick bug. But yeah, this is a that's like a little glider. Yeah, so what is it? Troodontid also had wings and a body light enough that it, it might have been able to fly or glide. But then I think Troodontid now is they're like they've realized they thought it was several species, then they said it was one species, and now it's like multiple species again. <laughs> they can't make up their minds. They there can find to... new fossils, you know. But yeah, it seems like Montana, China. There's one other place where they're like finding a ton of fossils right now. It's something crazy. They find like at least one new species a day. I think I heard. So, what happened to the dinosaurs? Um, is that the, it's the like end of the, what is it? The Cretaceous, um, yeah. e extinction event. Yeah. They're pretty sure it's caused by a giant meteor, right? Hitting earth, uh, in the Chicxulub crater it's called, which is basically in the Gulf of Mexico, or it's like a huge, a huge part of like the Yucatan Peninsula. So yeah, like where like Tulum is. <laughs> So the evidence they found for it's like it's absolutely huge, like I think tens of miles wide or something. Um, but I think they can you can see it in like certain satellite imagery or doing certain kinds of scans of like the bedrock. But like in 66 million years, obviously, like the soil has filled back in and, it, you know, got covered in, you know, it's covered in forests or whatever. It was like a right. The, the meteor impact killed obviously anything anywhere close to it. Um, and then the shockwave killed anything within like a couple hundred miles probably. And then, uh, it threw like massive amounts of like dirt and rock into the air. And so I think it caused this like global winter that probably lasted, I forget exactly how long, a long time, long enough to kill off pretty much all the dinosaurs. And then what emerged from that? Oh, and the entire surface of the earth became an oven. So it was like hundreds of degrees also. A lot of a lot of bread was baked. A lot of seafood. There was a lot of seafood happening because <laughs> um, of all the sea, the uh, sea creatures that existed. Yeah. So there is also in this rise and fall of the dinosaurs. He does a great kind of summary of like basically like one of the worst days on Earth um, because it like then created hurricanes and like these these insane winds and stuff um, and just like yeah it was like an atomic bomb going off but orders of magnitude bigger. So just any, like, all the forests, like, caught on fire that were nearby. Bad times. Yeah, it also set off a bunch of volcanoes. So even, like, in India, on the other side of the planet, like, volcanoes started going off. Yeah, the dinosaurs did not last, did not make it through. But those that had, like, I guess a handful did, and they then became birds. Um, but yeah, there are no dinosaurs around today. And that was pretty much the end of them. Let me give you more meteor facts real quick. Uh, was, Wait, what? <laughs> it was the size of... Uh, Mount Everest, so it was six miles. The meteor or the, the crater? Me the meteor itself was six miles. The crater is 100 miles, and it created winds of, of like 600 miles an hour, 
when it landed. So like, right, Hurricane Katrina was 175 miles an hour. So like, yeah, 600 mile per hour winds. Pretty wild. And then it basically like all over North and South America, it rained down basically like molten rock for like several hours afterwards. Yeah, and so, the dinosaurs so bad, cried. Bad times. And then uh, they died. Yeah, and it heated up to like a, a couple hundred degrees. Is it because they burned or because like the sun got blacked out or what? Depends where you were on the They didn't have an umbrella. Planet. If you were within 600 miles of the impact, uh, yeah, you were you were just hit by like, yeah, you, you were pretty much burned. Like it, any vegetation <gasps> within 600 miles like caught on fire, you know, burrowing like mammals that could go in their holes or whatever, or maybe some other like, you know, lizards and stuff. What about the right. flying ones? They just fly away. Unless you had like a good nest to hide into, no, because like there still is a six hundred mile per hour wind. <laughs> it just blows the ter- there's like a pterosaur and it's just like ah! <laughs> yeah. And so we can talk a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about dinosaur myths now, and we can talk a bit about T Rex. It's probably the best known dinosaur. But the least known dinosaur. <laughs> the least known dinosaur. <laughs> the most misunderstood. Yeah. So so let's talk about. I guess T-Rex first. Okay. Um, so T-Rex, let's let's clear up some stuff. So T-Rex, did it have feathers? Um or scales. It did not have scales. It had like what they would call like proto feathers. So it didn't have like bird feathers like what you would think of uh, cuz those hadn't evolved yet. But it, it had, had fluff. Yeah, like fluff. It looks almost baby bird. So, sort of like a baby bird. Yeah. <gasps> so cute. Um they they're pretty sure T Rexes were pack animals, and so they would hunt in pack, which is insane, right? Could you imagine multiple T Rexes coming after coming. you? Um, or like juveniles would hunt with like adults, um, so they would go and like corner other dinosaurs. T Rex did have short arms, but they weren't youth- useless. They were they're always drawn very like puny, but they think they actually like the bones were pretty small, but they were really muscular, and that when the like T Rex used it as like once it, it would like kind of pin another dinosaur. <laughs> punch it, right? And it had claws on the arms too. Yeah, so it would like punch it and kind of rip at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the bite of T-Rex is like, yeah, it had like right insanely strong, powerful jaws. Uh, its teeth were like several inches and like super sharp. So it, and it had like an incredibly strong neck. So it was, it was like the cruelest, like most badass killing machine. So, like, once it bit something, it could, like, crunch all the way through the bones and then, like, with its neck, just, like, rip something apart. Uh, wow. It really was, like, brutal. So, yeah, a, a baby a baby fluff, vicious. And then... Uh, oh, they have good or bad eyesight? Contra Jurassic Park, they have good eyesight because um, they were a predator, so it makes sense, right? They had good eyesight, and they definitely could see things uh, even if they weren't moving. So in Jurassic Park, they just like hold still because it's like his vision's based on movement. <laughs> and it's like, no, they could they could definitely see you. Um, yeah, they weren't like totally stupid. They had right like pack animal behavior. Do you um, know how they know about the vision? Uh, is it based on like the eye socket? Yeah. They found some fossil of the eye socket and there was like an imprint of the muscle or something. And they were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they've also analyzed their brain a lot, too, or, or like the brain case for a bunch of dinosaurs. Um, because they find, yeah, with a lot of dinosaurs, they've they've like now come to, right, they were not totally stupid, but like I think T-Rex, they said it's like they were probably smarter, like a little smarter than a dog. Um, and dogs are pretty smart. 
Yeah, you can teach them tricks. <laughs> you can teach them tricks. You, you can probably teach could T Rex to teach a, uh, a T Rex tricks to sit. Yeah, so they weren't total like dumb lumbering animals. One of the reasons they thought that is because their brains are small relative to their body size. But it's all about the crenellations in the brain. Yes, it's about the crenellations and your neural connections. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like it's not about the hardware; it's about the software. So were they cold or warm blooded? Just all dinosaur, like in general. Because um, previously thought that they were all cold-blooded. Yeah. But actually. They're warm-blooded, right? Or is it like a mix? They don't know. This It's such a roundabout thing, but they're like, there definitely were some dinosaurs that were not 100% cold-blooded. And a lot of this is because the eggs were grown at temperatures higher than the surrounding environment. So it's like... Oh, so the dinosaur must have they been must have like been warming the eggs. Yeah, or just <laughs> they just breathe on the, the Oh, the I guess eggs. and their downy feathers. They think they had different kinds of bloodedness. So okay. there's one that's really funny that's like it's called like gigantothermy and it's basically like the the really big sauropods, like the long neck boys, they think they might have kept warm be- by literally burning fermented plant materials in their stomach, like a little furnace in there, (laughs) which I'm like, I kind of feel like that's scientists are like super going out on a limb. Like they're like, but what if? So you talked about the colors of them. So a lot of, yeah, they, they can figure out if dinosaurs had like black, brown, um, red, white, like those are pigment cells that they can, they can trace a little bit better than like other colors. And yeah, because there's this one dinosaur that had like zebra stripes on its wings and a red, a red like head. Do dinosaurs live in the land, the sea, and the air? All those places? Um, well, we said that they flew. They mostly lived on land. And then I don't think any actually lived in the sea, did they? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of dinosaurs that are related to ancestors that came from the sea. Like Mosasaurus or whatever. Exactly. But now they think that there aren't any that really lived in the water. And I think we said on a, I forget which episode previously, right? Whales evolved from a land animal that like went back into the sea. Yeah. Whales evolved from like a horse-like thing, which is pretty crazy. Oh yeah. And then we talked about the the pterosaurs and the pterodactyls, right? And again, the thing that separates the ter- pterodactyl. Are we even using pterodactyl anymore? I, th- I think a pterodactyl is a, a species of pterosaur. Okay. So, so yeah, pterodact- it's just that they don't have that hole through the hip bone. So, like, that's what counts them out. Yeah, they've got their huge wings, but they're not really running around on two legs very much. And that came from the, the bone wars, I believe, the... Um, it just these these guys like digging up bones and like naming them left and right. Yeah, during the the dinosaur like gold rush, I guess. Yes, and there's. When it, did that happen? Was that like late eighteen hundreds, or is that like in the yeah the 1900s? late eighteen hundreds? You got it. Nice. Yeah, what Charles Marsh and Edward Drinker Cope, and yeah. I think they each worked for like universities, right? They, these were all sponsored by either museums or universities. Yeah. Um, which is funny that they then proceeded to do like real crappy science. The fr- Yeah, the first fossil ever found was the guy thought it was a 
person's like leg bone. He's like, there must have been giant humans. Oh, yeah. I think that was an early theory. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he, he looked at an elephant. He's like, yo, someone get me like an elephant leg bone. And he compared and he was like, OK, this is not it. So the only other option is uh, giant humans. Oh, yeah. And then there's the whole like are Triceratops a thing or not? Like that also came from the Bone Wars. For for a moment, scientists were like, oh, are Triceratops just the a younger, like they, they couldn't find like an old Triceratops. Mm-hmm. So they didn't think that Triceratops were like a real creature. There also is a theory that uh, like mythological stories of griffins, um, I don't know if this has been like was later disproven, but was was based on people in the Middle East seeing Triceratops skeletons. Because I guess there are some areas that coincide with like early human civilizations where there were tons of Triceratops skeletons. Triceratops are cool because they have a beak, like a bird, and they have hooves. So they're like clomping around like horses almost. But anyway, the, the theory is that because a, a Triceratops skeleton has the distinctive beak, but has like a, a body that looks more like a lizard or whatever, or maybe like a lion or whatever. That's where like a griffin, which has the head of a bird and the body of like a lion. But they think would it, come they were from. triceratops. Yeah, they were triceratops skeletons. Well, so yeah, they for like a moment, everyone was like, "No, they're just a taurus. They're a taurosaurus. Like they're a young taurosaurus." And then oh. because they couldn't find any old, they were like, "Wait, there's only like young, quote unquote, like triceratops." And then they were like, "Oh, the um." Taurosaurs, when they're older, they lose one of their horns. So they were like, okay, the Triceratops are basically just juvenile Taurosaurs. And people were so, like, upset by that that they were like, fine, we'll just say that, we'll just rename the Taurosaurs Triceratops. Okay, so can we talk about this family tree? Yeah, so, so how did, what led to them actually, like, changing it? So there's this guy named Matthew Barron, and mm-hmm. he really threw a wrench into everything. Okay, so you had your lizard-hipped Ceresians, which included the meat-eating theropods like T-Rex and the sauropods, like right. the, lo- the long-neck boys, like brontosaurus. So they were seeing basically T-Rex and brontosauruses were relatives, and then... or. Ornithischians, which are like the, the triceratops. triceratops, which then turned into to the you know the bird-like hip ones. That guy's like out on its own branch, just mm-hmm. hanging out, right? So that was like yeah. the classic tree, and this was for 130 years. That's what everyone believed. So this Atlantic article says it's like somebody telling you that cats and and yeah. are actually dogs. Neither cats nor dogs are what you thought they were, and some of the animals you've been calling cats are actually well, dogs. Yeah, it would be like if, if someone was like, oh, did you know a leopard is actually a dog? Sure. Like the relative, you know, or a wolf is actually a cat. And so they revised it because by moving... So I... Okay. The I can tell you what happened. Yeah. They, they, what this guy did is he entered all the species into a computer... And then the computer recategorized as you do, them. As you do. As you do. The computer recategorized them. The way now what it has, you can see, is that they changed they started calling the sauropodomorphs instead of sauropods. Right? So that's like your brontosaurus. And those are the Ceritians. They're on their own branch now. 
now this mm-hmm. family tree says that the theropods and the ornithischians, which is like T-Rex and Triceratops, they're related now. So I think that kind of makes sense a little also from the standpoint of what we've just gone through with the history of like when different species were dominant, right? So like the giant sauropods, the big brontosauruses and stuff were dominant during the Jurassic and late Jurassic. And then during the Cretaceous, the like theropods and the the other more like uh, the Triceratops or whatever were dominant. So like T-Rexes, all, T-Rexes did hunt Triceratops. That is accurate. I think that's in one of the Jurassic Park movies. That's like in one of the Lost Worlds. Oh, yeah. Ooh, uh, myths too. Velociraptors. 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 Yeah, what about them? So in Jurassic Park, they're like big, right? Yeah, Jurassic Park made them much bigger than they actually are. They're really like turkey size. They actually probably look like turkeys, <laughs> but cute, cuter than turkeys. Yeah, they... I think they were pretty smart. Probably not as smart as they are in Jurassic Park where they're like opening doors and stuff. They're doing Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, pretty smart. They did have claws. That part is right. And I think they hunted in packs, so that's probably also accurate. But yeah, they just weren't as big. And unlike in, what was that? Like, uh, what was the new Jurassic Park movie? I don't know. The that's... One? They like started the reboot, right? Anyway, in that one, there's, like, a pack of raptors takes on a, a T-Rex-like dinosaur, and, like, that would never happen. What there's ate like, the T-Rex, or they just died? They just died of old age, I think. They were just, like, were the top of the food chain. <laughs> they died of old um, Yeah, no, raptors would hunt smaller stuff, or I think they were scavengers, possibly, too. So they would just, maybe, yeah, they would eat, like, a dead T-Rex if it, like, died of natural causes or something. The sauropods could live, they were, like, you know, the tortoises of the... Uh... The sauropods lived for like really long time, and I, I think the T-Rex, T-Rex only lived to like thirty. I think that was their. They had a short, a short exciting life. Of oh, T-Rexes. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like the slower you are, the f- the longer you live. Yeah, whereas T-Rex had to eat like an enormous quantity of food. They were because like because it was a bird. It had they to were eat, like, like a bird. I work all the time. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm busy. It's just work, work, work. Gigs, gigs, gigs. <laughs> and they grew so fast too. They dinosaurs had a like a short adolescence, and since they were born the size of like guinea pigs and like so they had to grow to like oh a my school God. bus, uh, they had to eat like I forget what the stat was. It's like close to 100 pounds of food a day or something to like get a T Rex up to full size is like what they calculated. So anyway, according to the rise and fall of dinosaurs, they they make the argument the realization that birds are dinosaurs is probably the single most important fact ever discovered by dinosaur paleontologists. Who discovered dinosaur doctors? Who discovered it? Um, I did. Let me skim. skim (laughs) That's the other. That's the other shocking fact. I think Archaeopteryx was like a a clue because they were like, this is a dinosaur with with feathers, right? So they were like, wait, this looks like a bird. Yeah. Yeah, kind of throughout the 70s. Ostrom. What a radical period. Ostrom is the guy's name. And I guess Huxley, who was like a much older paleontologist, originally had the theory, but he like couldn't prove it. Oh, and then he he preached the dinosaur-bird connection and the new image of dinosaurs as warm-blooded, big-brained evolutionary success stories to the public with the Scientific American cover story in 1975 and a wildly successful book in the 1980s, The Dinosaur Heresies. The dinosaur hair. That's so dramatic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What an exciting time to be a paleontologist. The 70s. Free love, bird, bird dinosaurs, anything is possible. 
You have like a grown up book with no pictures. I have like a children's book of dinosaurs here. No, I just have, I have nice black and white drawings at the start of every chapter, but that's about it. Oh yeah, it is cool how the art evolved. Like if you look back at like older dinosaur paleo art, yeah, the dinosaurs are very like slow lumbering, like stupid creatures, right? That's true. Yeah. Or I guess the very first dinosaur art, they're very scary. Yes, they, they were first drawn as just like monsters. And then they drew them as big lumbering reptiles, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, now now it's just diverse. Yeah, I have a cool rendering of an Archaeopteryx. In my book, for whatever reason, it looks like the dinosaurs are yelling in like all the, all the drawings of them. Oh, yeah, they... Okay, <laughs> they... Yes. Oh, because they reconstructed a, a uh, the larynx. They, they found printed, a like larynx. A, oh, they found a larynx. Okay. They found one, and then they just they blew through it. <laughs> um, so the right, all the fossils and everything we've talked about, and we keep talking about how the the record like changes and gets updated over time. Um, so the Victorians really did like kick off a lot of dinosaur hunting. Right, the Great Age of Dinosaur Discovery began almost two hundred years ago, and it primarily was the Victorians. But many of the, there is a theory, uh, and there's this book called The First Fossil Hunters. There's a theory that a lot of the monsters of ancient Greek and Roman myth were based on the discovery of the bones of extinct species. So there's a theory that the the, uh, fossils of mammoths, which are like, right, this is like post-dinosaur era, but the fossils of mammoths inspired the legend of the Cyclops. Yeah. Uh, And there's the theory that griffins... Uh, were, they're supposed to be supposedly four-legged birds with feathers, wings, eagle beaks, and clawed feet. Uh, the legendary homeland of the Griffins was ex- explored in 1922 uh, by Ray Chapman Andrews, who discovered abundant remains of protoceratops along with dinosaur eggs. And so the resemblance between Griffins and Triceratops is very striking. I don't know that Triassic is necessarily named for anything. Do you know what Jurassic is named after? No. The, the Jura Mountains is a, a mountain range on the French-Swiss border, uh, which is where they first discovered, like, the rocks that mark the boundary between, like, those geologic eras. Like, on the side of a cliff or something, they were like, oh, the rocks change here. Something, like, you know, must have happened between these two eras, which I guess was Pangaea splitting and a bunch of volcanoes going off. So Jurassic is named after the Jura Mountains. And, you know, Cretaceous is named after... No, what is Cretaceous? So the Latin word uh, creta, C-R-E-T-A, means chalk. And so a lot of chalk was like, we've, I think on our oceans episode, we talked about chalk is like, a huge component of chalk is the like fossilized remains of like microscopic animals. And they're like, the calcium in their shells is like, that's what makes up layers of chalk. So a lot of that was deposited during the Cretaceous. So like the the chalk cliffs, at like the cliffs of Dover or whatever in the British Channel or whatever, that's from like the Cretaceous period. Yeah. So this was the pointy thing on the top of the duckbill dinosaur, like on his head. That made a noise. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Sounds like a conch shell. <laughs> so that was like the duckbill guy. And then right. that's a pretty cool noise to make. Yeah. You call your friends. It's a, yeah, it totally sounds like a conch shell. And then I think the um, dinosaurs didn't roar, but they did just sound like geese and ducks. 
Oh, right. The, the first... Yeah, so we can talk about what happened after the dinosaurs. Well, that's just life, right? <laughs> yeah, so like one of the fossils that's like that they found is like three million years after the asteroid hit is this like puppy-sized creature called Torehonia. And it like, it's one of the oldest primates, which means it's a cousin of ours. Um, and so it's like you can, you can envision it kind of it looks cute. You can envision it like sort of leaping through the trees and clinging to branches. Um, so yeah, that's what kind of evolved and filled the niche after the dinosaurs. And then you had other giant mammals like whales and mammoths. Oh yeah, here's a the 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 name dinosaur first appeared in 1842. Sir Richard Owen. There are these. So people were just calling them um, Megalosaurus. <laughs> Just giant. Okay. That's the one that that guy thought was like a, that uh, Robert Plot thought was like a giant human, Uh right? And then this guy Richard was like, hey, I think these are all related. And then he he put them in in the family dinosaurs, the category dinosaurs. Category is dinosaurs. I guess that, right, as they said, that probably was for ancient cultures that led to like, maybe that's why the Norse had all their myths about giants. And maybe that's why the Greeks had myths about like the Cyclops and the Titans or whatever. Because like if they found these giant bones, uh, what else would they, you know, they'd have to come up with something. I think that covers it. We've dispelled a lot of myths. It sounds like there's a dinosaur outside I right think now. we've summed it all up. We talked about what they sounded like, what they looked like. They probably smelled pretty bad. Um, but I think that about covers it. Oh, yeah, they probably did. The best way to support us is tell your friends. Leave a five-star review. Um, give it a like, subscribe, <laughs> give us a cool, cool comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be back next week with another topic. <laughs>